Welcome, everybody, to the Discovery Hit Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how it can paralyze you. Ray, why don't you go ahead and uh, take the phone, and we will talk about conditions afterwards. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, so, yeah, we were talking about this topic earlier about how uh, someone's got to want to change before they can change and before you can help them change. And one of the reasons being is because when someone's in a state uh, or a condition of being uh, a slave to their conditions or being uh, subject to any type of trauma or childhood conditions that leave them um, incapable of maturing and having a productive adult life, it, it can cause you to become stuck. And the more you become stuck, we got to realize that part of its goal is to keep us unaware of that fact. Uh, partially because, you know, I think by nature it's, it's an extremely uncomfortable and painful experience to, you know, to, to uh, go through that sort of destruction. Um, it tends to come from outward initially, but then we internalize those, those same types of behaviors and conditions, just that general sense of destruction, you know, being destroyed. At some point, we pick up the baton and we, we start to destroy ourselves through uh, a lowered self-image, self-esteem. We don't feel good about ourselves because of what we went through, those uh, treatments from the past teach us that we're not worth love, support, um, and so we internalize that and then we take on those same sort of, sorts of actions uh, to ourselves because of that lowered self-esteem and self-image. So if we have a hard time believing we're worthy of love and support and um, things like that, then we'll have a hard time finding it in ourselves to behave in that way to choose things that are better for us, to choose to love ourselves and to choose things that reflect that. And that's very painful. And one way to avoid that pain is to, co to come up with, in our mind, a perception where we're not to blame or there's nothing that we could do and that this is just the cards that were dealt to us and it makes it a little bit easier to deal with that reality that we're just subject to something we had no control over and that we, that we have no power to do anything about. And so we continue to carry on the same sorts of destructive behaviors. And that just becomes, you got to realize that it becomes such a ingrained process and these patterns and habits, they become so strong that when we when we develop these denials and things like that in order to to cope with being in that place and to take away from ourselves the responsibility of doing anything about it 
then that it's like a snowball. It just gets bigger and bigger and it, it gets stronger and stronger. The denial and the, the perception of reality that they can hide the true source of these traumas and these issues. It can hide the path forward to doing anything about it, being responsible for taking action. Um, the, these, these lies and these distractions and these, these uh, delusions, they just grow stronger and stronger. So understanding that when a person is in that state, there's nothing you can do to change their situation or to change their mindset that's got them in that situation and preventing them from moving forward, that person has to want that for themselves. They have to come to that realization within themselves that the power is, is within them only to do something about their situation, that whether it was something that happened to them or something self-inflicted, only they can get themselves out of it. And that's a hard truth, a hard pill to swallow, but you can't swallow that pill for another person. You can't force them to swallow that pill themselves. And so one, for somebody dealing with somebody close to somebody that's going through these sorts of self-destructive behaviors, it helps to realize that um, you're not responsible for that person's healing, no matter how much you want that for that person because they can become so stuck and so paralyzed by those traumas, by the, you know, reality of it all, how uncomfortable it may be to face those things. And, and that person may never come to that point. All you can do is support that person at a distance, but with the understanding that unless they decide to do something different about it, they're not going to change. So that, that, that way you don't set yourself up with a false hope that, oh, if I say the right things or if I just show them I'm there for them, uh, we can get, you know, get over this and this problem can go away. Well, until that person's ready to see it for themselves, the problem isn't going to go anywhere. It may change shape in the moment. It may seem to go away because, you know, that's when people can become very, and it can be very skilled at, disguising these issues, making it seem like that person is doing something about it when reality they're kind of just shifting the cards around in the deck to get what they want in the moment without having to face the true issues that, that are beneath whatever may be going on in that moment. So, and then also to consider this concept from the standpoint of being the one doing the, the growing or the changing, the development, no matter where you're at on that path, realizing that its goal is to get you stuck if it can, no matter how, you know, what it takes or how it's got to go about doing that. And we've talked about this in past episodes, but always keep in mind how tricky, how manipulative it can be. And that whenever it works through your own mind and your thoughts, a lot of the things that come up can be very convincing um, to be true. Like, oh, there's no use in trying. Every time I do, something happens, and uh, therefore, no matter what I do, I'll always be in this situation. Things like that. 
any way it can get you to remain stuck in your situation and not doing anything about it, it, it will do. And one of the easiest things is just how painful it can be to look at some of these things and to do something about it. it it's, not, it's not a fun process. And that alone is, for most people, reason enough to stop trying to do anything different and then to just submit to whatever they've been used to all their lives. Because at least that doesn't feel, it's a, it's a matter of comparison, you know, of different pains, I, I would just imagine, is that um, most people are just more comfortable with the devil they know than the angel they don't. So the situation in there, that they're in, um, although it could be horrible, to most people's standards, but if that person is used to it, at least they have that sense of comfort in that pain because they know it. They're familiar with it. They, they've dealt with it all their lives. They have coping mechanisms, whether it be drugs, alcohol, and, and they're already got a system in place to deal with that issue. But it's a whole nother beast to face the unknown and venture out from where you've been so comfortable all your life to face new challenges, to put yourself out there and put yourself on the line to try and overcome these things, which lie in the path towards something that you're not, that you have no idea what, what might come. And you could work with a mentor or a counselor or somebody that says these things I suggest doing, they're going to take you to a better place. But to not know that yourself, there's a level of discomfort in that that most people would rather stay in a situation they're familiar with, no matter how bad it is, than to face the unknown and to take a chance like that and leap out into the vast, you know, nothingness that they currently believe is that, you know, that there's no way to know whether there's anything on the other side or whether it's harmful or, you know, so, all of these things it can use to keep a person paralyzed and stuck in, the, in a place that it matches what they've always been through, with how they've always been treated, what they've been exposed to. And that is just the way it works, is to try to keep everything a status quo, to keep it the way it's always been or worse. It's a state of perpetual destruction that our inner strength has to overcome in order to create something new. And, and those are the forces that we're dealing with. The creative force of the individual wanting to manifest itself in, in the world and to create and, and uh, project ideas and to um, create things in the world based on their visions, their dreams, their hopes and desires but there's a force that's always trying to destroy, and that's just natural to, to, to keep a balance. You have the force that's always trying to create and manifest, and then one that's continually trying to destroy and return everything back to its original state. And that's something we have to accept and be aware of how that can work its way into paralyzing a person and also understanding when someone's in that condition there's nothing you can do because it's between them and it. It's between them and their own, uh, 
you know, whether their spirit, whether they're going to be able to muster enough strength to overcome that challenge, because it's such a tricky challenge. We become convinced by our own mind and thoughts that these things are true, that we can't overcome these things, that we, who are we anyway to try, that um, and if my parents didn't show any interest, I must not be worth the time. All these things become very true in our mind. They're not just a thing that we know to be not true and that it's just, you know, plaguing us anyways. It's that we become convinced by these things and that to realize that that can cause us to become paralyzed, to not be able to do anything with our power of choice to make it different. So it's, it's something to be aware of, not only in yourself, because there's always going to be that force working on you to paralyze you and to give you all the reasons why you shouldn't do anything different, but also that understanding and dealing with other people that you care about, because that's when it, it challenges us the most. And I think that that's it. That's our it challenging us and trying to unravel our progress and destroy us in that process is that when we're trying to help someone that we love and that we continue to try and try and beat our heads against the wall because we care about that person and we want to see them change, but not realizing that it has got them paralyzed. And until they come out of that and find their way to, to their own strength and choice to do something different, all you can ever do is just show them you're there for them, you know, uh, give them that, lend that support, but without any expectation that they'll take it just because you're lending it, because that's a, a thing that it will, a trick that it will play on us also is thinking that, oh, you know, if this person values me at all, they'll hear what I'm saying, not realizing how tricky it can be, and it'll turn everything that you say into something, in, into its opposite. So... That's what I wanted to talk about tonight, just to put that out there and to to bring awareness to that that trick that it'll play to cause us to become paralyzed and content with our suffering. So that's it. Thanks, Paul. Ray, thank you very much. That was a, a good presentation on how it can paralyze you. And it's just like uh, today when we were talking earlier, it's got many, many different uh, self-defense mechanisms to keep you uh, in a constant state of deception, We're wondering if you're, you're doing the wrong thing or, you know, what could try to make you feel guilty about the past. But let's, let's uh, go to Jody. Jody, let me ask you something. What? In your own personal words, how would you explain past program conditioning? Um, I think, you know, we talk about that past program conditioning, that recorder that's always recording everything from when we were born. And it's going to keep that history and want to, kind of program us and keep us doing the same things. So, you know, Ray had a really good speech and, you know, I think the biggest thing I got out of Ray is he said, you know, you have to want to change. So 
we can do all these podcasts. We can put all this information out there and give all these people these knowledge, but until they want to change and they want to take that initiative, be proactive to create new habits, you know, they're just going to keep doing that same past program conditioning, do the same thing they've always done. So uh, thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. And it's just like Jody was talking about past program conditioning. What it does, it creates a belief system about the accumulation of all of this past program conditioning. And to protect itself, there's such a thing called cognitive dissonance. That's your belief system, what it has accumulated, this knowledge and belief over all those years from birth until death. Well, a way that it uses a self-defense mechanism through the cognitive dissonance is it creates also, into the next step, psychological statoma. That is a blind spot that it helps so that the victim cannot hear, see, or in any way understand that this is happening to them. For example, uh, if an individual that you care for or that you're trying to help doesn't take this knowledge and application and put it into practice, you, you just like Ray said earlier, that you want more for them than what they possibly can want for themselves because they can't see it. They can't understand what you're trying to convey because it has got them blind to the fact of that missing link. That missing link is the understanding on how to get out of that condition that they're in. And lots of times, not lots of times, but pretty much all the time, a person does not understand the condition they're in. And without knowing your condition, there's nothing you can do to help that person until they want to change and get to a point where it's so much pain to them not to change where they will change. Um, many times I've said to my clients and Ray and Jody, no matter how bad you want something for somebody else, you can't help someone unless they decide they want to help themselves. They're willing to look at their condition and work towards getting on a journey of self-discovery and change their whole world. And one, one good step to do that is this three-step program, which is identify, confront, and become proactive. Identify meaning, identify your past program conditioning. What's hanging you up in life? What's stopping you from being the best person that you can possibly be? And once you do that, then confront. What do I have to do to do this? And then make a choice. Forget about I'm not good enough. 
That's all past program conditioning. That's what it wants you to pretend to, to feel. And it wants you to have this guilt and this shame ingrained in you so you don't even take the next step. And then you become proactive. Once you make that decision and confront, become proactive and do the opposite of what you always have done to overcome that past program condition. Any more questions this evening before we uh, close the session? Enjoy the uh, participation, the presentation, and uh, we will see you, your friends, and your enemies next week at 7.30. Thank you, and we'll see you again.